0: please visit our website at concordunited.org. I'm
1: grateful to be here. Um, I I need to admit something. I'll start with a confession. Uh, My husband and I are This Is Us fans. Um, And so either you understand that or you don't understand that. If you do understand that, you know we are walking through a season of life right now with the season ending in a couple of days. And This Is Us has been a series on cable TV. It's not streamed. We are still hanging on to that. Um, But there are so many good characters in the midst of this series. Highly recommended if you've not watched it, but there's no guilt or shame in not watching it want to be sure I'll let you know that. But one of the characters in the series is Kevin. And what we've experienced is we've fallen in love with some of the characters and back out. Like it's been this incredible journey with them. And one of Kevin's plot lines is he struggles with commitment. And for those of you who watch, you know what I mean. That has been part of the series of he would get in a relationship and then he just couldn't commit. And so for those of you who haven't watched or you've not caught up yet, I'm not gonna talk about how he does or does not commit at the end of the series. But commitment is a challenge for us, not just Kevin on this is us. We or we commit to a lot of things and we overcommit. Commitment. Today we're going to talk about commitment, and what we're going to talk about is it is the commitment of our lifetime. It is the commitment above all other commitments. And we are going to read out of the book of 1 John. If you've been following along in our Read the Bible, we, we are getting close to the end of having read from Genesis to Revelation. And we are now in the New Testament, the letters in the back. And this is a letter John wrote. And it, these are five verses we are going to focus on today from the fifth chapter. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep His commands. and His commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, you know what we need to hear today? Speak through me, to me, and despite of me. May we pause, may we take a deep breath, may we listen to what you have to say about committing, recommitting. And Lord, if I hadn't thanked you recently, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Into your hands, may your will, not our will be done. Amen. There's an author, Donald Miller, he wrote a book called Blue Light Jazz. It is a book for, that, that is not necessarily about religion, but is more about spirituality. Kind of, for those of us who struggle with organized religion, it's about God. And he was approached about making a movie out of this book. And it is, the book, Blue Like Jazz, is autobiographical. So he's making a movie pretty much about his life. Well, he wrote a second book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And he wrote that book about what it was like to make a movie out of your life. It is a fascinating book about how all our lives are stories. Donald Miller went to speak at a Christian school and he spoke to the group of students and he talked about our amazing God. He talked about how we need to repent of our sins. He talked about God as creator. He talked about, he talked about heaven. He talked about all those things. And he got done speaking and he asked the group of Christians, What did they leave out? There was silence. Nothing. They thought he had pretty much done a great job. He hadn't mentioned Jesus once. He did not mention Jesus once. But he had talked all these great things about what it means to be a Christian, but he had left Jesus out on purpose to see, did they catch it? Do we catch it? You see, the thing about following Jesus isn't just about good morals. There are great people in our world who don't follow Jesus, who have good morals. You see, being a Christian isn't just about doing the right things. It's about following Jesus. It's about making a commitment, not one time, but day in and day out of our lives. Making a commitment. To follow Jesus. So we're going to focus on three things today about following Jesus, about recommitting. I want you to be intentional about where you find yourself in this journey. The first thing is this, I am loved deeply by God. We are committing and recommitting to that we believe we are loved by God. 1 John 4 speaks to this concept. I have heard it said that for someone new to the faith, where do we start reading the Bible? Believe it or not, it's not Genesis. 1 John is an incredible place to start in our relationship with Jesus, And in the fourth chapter of 1 John, it says this, that God loves us first, period. Is that not a fascinating concept? We live in a world that is transactional, that our relationships are about transactions. When I was a full-time educator, I would hear students say to me and to others, I'm not going to respect you until you respect me first. I'd be like, who goes first in that scenario? Like, it's like, what's first, the chicken or the egg? For us, the first is that God loves us. We don't have to earn that love. He just loves us. Think about it. As parents, as grandparents, as aunts, as uncles, think about that love of our kids about how we loved them before they ever got here. That incredible love. God's love beyond any of that. And for some of us, we struggle with the belief that God loves us because we go through that list in our lives of those things that we've done or not done, left undone, those things we've said, left unsaid. And when we think, how in the world can I be loved? God loves us because we're His. We are His beloved sons and daughters. And so we start there. We don't give our lives to Jesus because we have to do that for God to love us. He already loves us. And out of that love, that's what 1 John 4 says. Out of that love, think about it. Think about how we respond out of how deeply that we are loved. Out of that love, we love. We love God and we love others. It's the first, it, it is who we are. It is the greatest commandment to love God and love others. The second thing that we commit to is this very simple phrase, sentence, I give my life to Jesus. Okay, Brooke, yeah, isn't that why we're here? I want us to pause and really think about giving our lives to Jesus. You see, giving our lives to Jesus isn't about all these things we've got to do. Oh, I've got to sign up for VBS, okay. I've got to do all these things. I've got to be in a small group. Oh my gosh, it's an obligation. Y'all, it is about surrendering, not doing. When we give our lives to Jesus, we are saying, you know what, I don't know how this goes. I don't know what the future looks like, but I believe that God loves me and he is gonna guide me. He is gonna walk with me. It is an act of surrender. And you go, what do we surrender? Because I'm like, that sounds really good. I surrender. What if I said it's about giving God our thoughts and actions every day? What if God has our thoughts and actions every day that we give ourselves to following Jesus, that we are disciples, followers of Jesus, we give ourselves got a good friend that I've known over 10 years, and one of the things that I have learned from him is this part of giving me, giving all of me to Jesus. Have you ever been asked to do something and you go, let me pray about that? It's a great response because it means the person goes, okay, pray about it. I've never known anyone pray about something like he does. Because it may seem like a good thing to do, but he spends time in prayer and says, I'm going to see if that's what Jesus is asking me to do. Because it could look good, but is that where Jesus is calling us? He gives himself to Jesus. And in that friendship, we get to talk to each other about that. Are you just doing that out of guilt? Are you doing that because Jesus has really called you to that? It's giving ourselves, all of us. I've heard Will talk about we give God our head, our heart, and our feet. And for some of us, we're really good at the head part. I'll just learn a whole lot more. But maybe our heart's not there. Or maybe we serve really well. We do lots of serving. And yet, are we growing in faith? All of us. We give all of us. To Jesus and then the third thing is we give all of us to Jesus by committing to share Christ grow in faith and serve others it just happens to be our mission statement we're just not talking the company line we believe that is our mission statement because we believe that is what it means to follow Jesus to share Christ I don't know what image comes to mind when you think of sharing Christ? Do you think of going door to door? I think about sharing Christ is much more foundational than this big plan. Who are we in relationship with? Who is struggling with Jesus? Who doesn't know Jesus? Or who maybe was raised in the church and is disillusioned by the church. Who are those people that we are sharing Christ with? If we spend all our time with people that are just like us, how can we make disciples? How do we move that forward? Sharing Christ means being in relationship with people, taking time, to be in relationship with people and sharing our experience, strength, and hope about what God has done in our lives. We don't have to be some huge scholar about the Bible. We share what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do in our lives, in conversation, in relationship. Think about it. Think about those people in your lives that have taken time to share Christ with you. From a young age and through the years, I don't know about y'all, but for me, I have multiple people in my life from from when I was a kid to present day who have taken their time to be in relationship with me and make a disciple out of me. It doesn't just happen. It takes us sharing Christ. Growing in faith, yes, that means learning, growing in faith, that means studying the Bible. When we think about what we commit to when we become members, we commit to witness sharing Christ. We commit to prayers and presence. That is growing in faith. It is taking time to grow in faith to be in prayer, to have a practice of prayer, of talking with God. And the presence, being present in the word, learning about God, being present in worship, growing in faith, it is both learning and it is moving forward. One of the things that we believe as Methodists is we believe in prevenient grace and justifying grace and sanctifying grace. I love the phrase "God." I love the phrase "God as we understand Him." Think about it. Do you understand God differently than you did ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, three days ago? That's because we're growing in faith, because this is a process that we are on. Wesley would say we're going on to perfection, not that we're going to be perfect for the perfectionists in the room. That's not what that means. It means we are seeking to grow in our faith. And then the third part is serving others. Now, this is a fascinating thing, this serving others. This serving others, remember, we are doing all of this out of God's love. We're not doing it out of guilt or shame because someone's asked me 50 times to do this and I'm finally like, I can't take it anymore. Okay, I'll serve. No, serving, it comes out of this love that we have experienced and we want to share it with others. And serving looks, it's multi-layered. There's not just one way. We serve in our homes. We serve in our relationships. We serve the stranger who doesn't do the right thing at the red light. We serve by not going off on them. Because God loves us and that person, God loves them too. And it's It's revolutionary. That's how this thing changes us that we get to walk through life differently. We don't have to respond out of our humanity. We respond out of how much we are loved by God. We serve on Sunday mornings. The faithful servants who hand you today three things as you walked in the door, those folks are serving. The folks behind the cameras, they're serving. The folks who lead small groups, not only this morning, but throughout the week, serving others through the love of God. Serving others, taking the bag and filling it. Serving others, serving at the thrift store. Being here on a Wednesday night and putting food on people's plates. And for some of us, we served for years, for decades, and we can't serve the way that we did. And that is okay. And there are ways to continue to serve no matter what stage of life we are in. We get to serve. Write cards, make calls, pray. What are we recommitting to? Or maybe there is someone online or in this room that is never committed to following Jesus the first time. And there is no shame or guilt in that. God is waiting with open arms for each of us. And what are we recommitting to? We are recommitting to that we believe that God loves us first, that we will give all of us to Jesus. I've gotten a chance to work with confirmation groups and one of the things that I have heard routinely from confirmands is, I'm gonna mess this up. I don't think I'm all in yet. It's this, am I gonna do this right? If you're thinking that, where you are and where you're able to commit or recommit is sufficient and you just keep, we just keep moving forward, following where God leads us. It was May of 1982. Where were you in May of 1982? May 22nd, 1982, I was a confirmand at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Asheville, North Carolina. It was a big day. I remember it. I remember I wore my white dress like I was supposed to. I remember it was the first time I got to take communion because in the Lutheran tradition, you had to be confirmed before you could take communion. I remember it. And I remember that that is when I professed my faith in Jesus Christ publicly. What about you? When was that first time that you publicly confessed your faith in Jesus Christ? Now think about all the times you've recommitted since then. Maybe it's been in a relationship where someone was sharing Christ. Maybe it's been a time when you were growing in faith. Maybe it's been a time where you were serving others. Today, we get a chance to recommit ourselves. Whether we're in the room or online, we get the opportunity to recommit ourselves. And I want to remind you what we're recommitting to. You are given a membership vow, and this isn't a checklist, this is a reminder to what it is we are recommitting to. We are recommitting to that we repent of our sins and that we will resist evil, oppression, that we will put our whole faith in Jesus, we will give all of us to Jesus, that we will commit to pray, to be present, to read our Bible, to be a witness, to serve, and to give you're like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. That's what it means to follow Jesus. Every day, one day at a time, we seek to follow him and our thoughts and our actions and the ways that we love God and we love each other. Because you know what First John says? Because Jesus has overcome the world. He is big, bigger than. And so we recommit to that today. What we are gonna do is you received a small card. It says, I give my life to Christ by committing to share Christ, grow in faith, and serve others. We wanna take this time to intentionally and prayerfully consider recommitting to Christ today. Take your pen and sign your name and then come up to the altar. You can place your card in the baskets up here on the steps or you are more than welcome to go all the way to the altar and put your card on the altar. Take time to pray as we recommit. And for those who are joining us online, If you will send me an email saying that you recommitted today, it's about taking an action. It's about publicly professing our faith in Jesus Christ. So may we recommit today.
0: Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United, and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to... Podcasts at ConcordUnited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at ConcordUNited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.